0: Connecting to the Real Nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, RealNerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account at RealNerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that too, real nerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2017 and beyond. I'm Ryan, and with me is... James! And much like the American Electoral College, there's only two of us today. (laughs) Uh, 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 mm, (laughs) (laughs) Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we went under the spell of Doctor Strange. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast... Our last segment, we review the movie. We also spoil it, so uh, stay tuned for that. First, we'll tell you if you should see it or not, and then we talk about play the trailer. Then we talk about the film. Yep, and we also talk about movie news, Blu rays that are coming out, and stuff we've been watching. Um, but we like to start every show with, "Did you go to Hooters?" Uh, yeah, I took my little boy there.
1: <laughs> I just saw like the, the like the cup and the last couple of letters, and I was like, "What the fuck goes to Hooters?" He got a milk there, and that's how big of a cup they gave him. So I took it home. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oh, so he got a cup of milk from the Hooters. Yeah. And it's it's like a 30-ounce cup.
0: <laughs> he should.
1: Oh, man. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so this is what's playing at the Alamo.
2: Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Ron Welcome to the Alamo Draw.
0: Night. Um, I'm going to go ahead and skip to Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thursday, the Wild Kratts is PBS at the Alamo. You can watch Arrival with a screenwriter, Eric Hessier.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually uh, for people who are top brass at the Alamos. So if you go a whole lot throughout the year, uh, that's a free screening for top brass Alamo victory members. Nice. So. Um,
0: on Friday, the Mads are back with Frank Conniff and Trace Ballou. Uh, Saturday, they're also doing that at 730 30. On Sunday, the Breckenridge Brewery and Never Summer present Mr. McCabe and Miss Miller. So, you yeah, have that to look forward to. I don't know what that is. That's a, it's an old western. Come on, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. That's what's playing at the Alamo Draft House. We also get called in from our real nerd correspondent in our New York office. <laughs> and he's, his segment's called Art House Asshole. And this week he went and saw The Neon Demon. I love art house movies. You can call me Mr. Arsehole.
2: Hey Nerd at the giving you an update on Art House Asshole. Again, in a bathroom, because there's no quiet spot in New York. Uh, we got two this week, because uh, I missed one last week. Uh, first of all, last week's was I, Daniel Blake, which will, it won Con this year, the highest prize, best picture, whatever. Uh, I was actually kind of disappointed by it. Uh, myself. That's just me, though. Uh, if you want my full thoughts on that, you can go check it out. I thought it was just kind of bland, but read my review, and then maybe if you want to see it still, I mean, it won the highest word of con, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, secondly, the other film that I reviewed this week that came out most recently was The Neon Demon, which uh, has kind of been talked about on this podcast for a while. Uh, I will say that I did not like it as much as James, but I still liked it, I would say. Uh, if you want my full thoughts on it, you can go check it out. It's very complicated, this film. I think like you can, I think everyone's thoughts on this film are very complicated, but yeah, my thoughts are very complicated on Neon Demon, but if you want to see my specifics, you can go check it out on com and see the Neon Demon review. Anyway, that's my thoughts, and I'll see you next time.
1: I really like his review. Uh, yeah. Even though he doesn't love it as much as I do, but I totally understand why. Uh, I, it's just a, a well-written article that, that uh, people should check out. So yeah, I still got to uh,
0: yeah check it out because
1: <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta be able to, uh, have to chime in in my pile. It's there also that... just weird as fuck, and I want to know what, how you feel about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, uh, Henry's gonna be back uh, right around Thanksgiving, so I think he's gonna be on the show for Moana. Cool, um, which sounds cool. So
0: Moana's starting to get good reviews. So yeah,
1: yeah, I still got to reach out. I really want to get those the backside of water guys on. Uh, so I gotta I gotta email them and see if they really, if, well, there's just one of them here in Denver. Uh, I just think that would be cool. So cool um anyway yeah thanks yeah, yeah. henry
0: yeah thanks hey we watch movies throughout the week and we like to talk about them this is a segment we call what we've been watching
1: so uh yeah this is the stuff we've been watching
0: i went ahead and hit it on the nose uh since you're uh fucking around with stuff i'll go um <laughs> yeah
1: my, my mouse my mic is falling apart all right cool
0: I watched a couple things this week. I, I rewatched The Cabin in the Woods after you talked about it on our Film Explosion Halloween special. Oh, which so you can download now on iTunes or stream it live on Stitcher. Yeah. Um so The Cabin in the Woods is a great film. Uh you know, it's one of those movies that you watch and you always see something in it that is fun. Um you, you forget how funny Chris Hemsworth is in it. Yeah. A pre-Thor Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Uh so I had fun watching that again. I also watched Scream Factory produce their own film it's called fender bender and it's a it's okay so
1: um a 70s car gets possessed by some kind of demon kills teenagers uh
0: no close some Uh. dude drives around in like a old ford i think it's a ford and he purposely crashes into like females okay and he gets their information and then he goes to their house and kills them
1: Oh, oh okay so like
0: he uses their insurance information to go uh murder them all right cool yeah it's an interesting take i mean it's not like a great slasher film but it's a fun one it's not
1: yeah. it's um, at least not the movie that i described which has been made about 17 times <laughs> yeah. so.
0: it's uh it's fun you know it's you know the thing with slasher films is you got to make them fun right because if you don't then you're just seeing people getting murdered and that's you know yeah i guess for some people it's fun i don't know um i like slasher films as long as they don't take themselves too seriously right uh one of the I, I watched one movie that I haven't seen yet, and it's from this year, and it's uh, Central Intelligence with oh, The Rock and yeah. uh, Kevin Hart. And I, it's really funny. Cool. Uh, I watched the uh, unrated version, yeah. and they just say fuck a bunch in it. so Okay. So they took out, I guess, and I think there's like six minutes added. I, I couldn't tell what it was because um, I didn't watch the theatrical one, but they say fuck a bunch. I, I
1: have an interesting question because uh, sure. I don't know that I've I've experienced the answer to this. How is the Rock at saying, at, at saying "fuck"? Is he good? Is is the Rock good at saying "fuck"? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess I never really thought about
0: it, so he must okay. be, huh? Uh, but in it, he, uh, so the the trailer they played as you know the Rock was like fat in high school and he gets thrown out in the middle of homecoming.
1: I believe he was CG in high school, naked, yeah.
0: Um, and so Kevin Hart is the Golden Jet and he's like the coolest guy in school and. He sticks up for The Rock when he gets thrown out um, naked. And so it cut to 20 years later and there's a high school reunion and Kevin Hart is just some accountant at some building that, you know, you see a lot of accountants in. Yeah. Um, and he gets a message from Bob Stone, The Rock. And he says, let's meet for beers, bro. And, uh, and right away you get a sense of who The Rock's character is. So he's sending this stuff on Facebook and it's like, dude, it's the messenger says, Dude, you gotta watch it. And he clicks on it it's in the song with like a bunch of people comes on, Ooh, me so horny. Ooh, me so horny. So it's like, okay, I mean, I guess you're just going for stupid laughs. <laughs> and then you meet the rock and he's rocking a fanny pack and he's talking about how cool it is. And uh, his t shirt is a unicorn with a rainbow on it. And he says, Yeah, man, the corns are just like the most magical creatures you can ever see. And he's just really goofy. And one of the funniest running jokes they have in the movie is someone will say, hey, Bob, what is uh, what are we going to do about this? And uh, they'll turn back and look for The Rock and he'll be gone. And just like throughout the movie, like, they'll say, hey, what do you think of this? And they'll turn and look and he's gone. Like, he was there like, <laughs> like a second ago. Like he's, and, he's
1: basically like the spy version of Batman. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's uh,
0: the, the funniest bit of that is he stays a night at Kevin Hart's house and Kevin Hart wakes up in the morning and in his living room where the rock was sleeping, there's like tons of Mountain Dew bottles open, like Pizza Hut boxes everywhere. Yeah. And then there's a knock on Kevin Hart's door. He goes and answers it and they they ask if the uh, you know Bob is in. He's like, "Yeah, he's just in my living room." And the the camera never stops, it like pans over and then it pans back and the living room is completely clean. Everything's folded and nice like he was never there. Yeah. Um it's just goofy stuff like that. Uh it's a funny movie. I had fun watching it. And cool. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's maybe the most fun I had watching a comedy this year. I'm trying to think of another comedy that I even liked. Yeah. Ghostbusters? Was yeah, I mean, right. Ghostbusters
1: was fun, but like. But this is more a straight comedy. Yeah.
0: Huh. Um, and the last thing I watch is I I was going to watch The Thing and Carrie uh, Scream Factory releases, but I only watched The Thing because Kellen came out of. He was. It's in the middle of the night, but I, I didn't think it was
1: appropriate to keep on watching The Thing I would agree. Um, <laughs> I think you could probably get away with Carrie, because yeah. most of that movie is just like kids being mean to each other. Yeah. You know? Until the
0: end. <laughs> right. Uh, sure. But The Thing has so much like grotesque stuff in it that- Oh,
1: yeah. No. It's the don't stuff nightmares. You understand what's
0: going on, and he'll he he'll be watching it, and yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being a responsible <laughs> See, parent. You
0: know, I show him Jurassic Park, but I draw the line on The Thing. Um... <laughs> Uh, but with uh with the thing, the Scream Factory One, their transfer is amazing. Yeah. Uh it's a new two K transfer. Cool. And it, it looks like it was shot yesterday. Uh I mean even the what's cool is like the makeup effects even show up even better. Mm. Um and uh, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time. I forgot how much paranoia is in that movie. Uh-huh. And there's not very much in the way of dialogue. It's just you know,
1: it's just who is the It's thing? like a, it's like
0: a mystery like who done it yeah. kind of thing and uh the movie's great. So yeah. if you haven't seen the thing, definitely see it. And uh, John Carpenter says on a special feature that it's his favorite movie he's made. Yeah. So um
1: it's it's the best movie he's made.
0: I mean, you can make an argument for that for sure. Uh-huh. I mean, Halloween and Thing are great movies and then he kind of didn't make great movies anymore. So Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, it's um, it's between those two, right? Yeah. Like nobody's nobody standing up, you know, pitching in for Ghosts of Mars, you know. <laughs> Or vampires? The Jason
0: Statham movie. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> where vampires is fine, it. but like the thing is, definitely, I mean, with the, the, the makeup effects are so great no. that it just it blows everything else away. You know, it's right. it, it's it's pretty spectacular. But it is.
1: It's that that paranoia is so it's like palpable. Oh yeah, I mean the 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 petri dish sequence is one of my favorite oh, yeah. tense scenes in a movie ever. Uh, like, that whole sequence is so good. Uh, yeah, it, that
0: movie And is Screen Factory, yeah, right? It has a whole second disc of bonus features, so it's about three hours of bonus features. <sighs> yeah, I got to get that. So uh, it's really well done. Even
1: though I already own the thing, I still, like... Oh, it's a huge upgrade. <laughs> yeah.
0: The transfer is worth it alone. Yeah, I, uh, I, I could see that. <laughs> it's funny, though. I was watching it, and I actually saw boom Mike in the, the shot at one point. <gasps> oh, no! And uh, I forget where it was at. I think it's right after the... They come back and the blood is like spilled out of the uh, refrigerator.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. there's
0: like then they stand up and there's a sh- like a shot of four of them. <laughs> it like peeks in there if I, even, oh. if I remember properly. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's why I watched this week. Cool. Nothing that great, but yeah, I had fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool. So I've only got a couple of things. I rewatched Evil Dead, which we nice. had talked about a little bit during the podcast or during last week's you know film explosion um which is great still love that movie uh that movie is still super fucked up but uh but pretty dang fun um and I still like I I'm glad rewatching it that everything I said was still true that mm-hmm. like for me I still watch that and get a lot deeper meaning out of it than just like hey there's a demon in the dirt and it's going to kill everybody um yeah, and here's
0: the thing too is I So they have an unedited version of it now. Yeah. On iTunes or Amazon. Oh, okay. But they don't specifically tell you if it's the unrated one. So I'm afraid to rent it if not knowing. Because so like on iTunes when you select the only when you type in Evil Dead, only one comes up. Sure. When you select it it says bonus feature unedited version oh yeah so is there a bonus feature on it if I rent the original version
1: yeah right or do I have to go rent I mean, I just guess that I, yeah.
0: it's not the worst thing spending four bucks to watch it again sure, sure. Yeah. but I want to see I want to spend is, money on one I haven't seen
1: why is there a is there not a blu-ray release of that version I don't know weird maybe they just didn't think it would make much money maybe that, you know. I couldn't tell you yeah uh, but anyway that movie's great um and the only other big thing I I am still watching oh well I guess there's a couple things uh finished Halt and Catch Fire which is actually a couple of weeks ago but uh that the third season there ended um and that show is is oh, man so good um there's slight spoilers for that for the season but um there's an episode basically three episodes from the end um shit is just going wrong for all of the characters And, you know, the episode ends, and you're like, oh, okay, that was an interesting episode. And the next episode starts, I think, two or four years later. Hmm. Uh, Something like that. Like, they jump significantly into the future, uh, to 1990. um, Because in this season, they told a very, like, um, Steve Jobs getting fired from his company-esque story. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole season was really about, you know, these people... um, Who have gone in the you know have built these companies together and they're betraying each other but not intentionally like the 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 season did such a great job of making you understand why characters were doing these things and why those things they were doing were so mean and cruel to one another. Um, So really, it made it hard some episodes because you're like you didn't even know who to be mad at. You were just mad that like it was happening this way. and so for them to jump forward a, a couple of seasons or a couple of years was just this really ballsy move, where all of a sudden you you've reset a lot of the expectation, and you and what I what I realized very quickly was it was a brilliant move as far as the characters were concerned because those characters actually needed to go suffer for a while. I think um, it is an
0: interesting um, plot device if it's handled well. Yeah, because if you go forward, you know, you always have that lingering. Well, what happened? Right, and then you want to see the characters are written well then it makes a lot of sense yeah you know
1: i mean and in, in this case like everything was so down and was was trending downward that when they jump forward like we don't have to necessarily experience all of the terrible things that happened um but you get to see this outcome that you you just don't get that in other shows right it's um i i just thought it was really fantastic it was a, a really solid season maybe even my favorite season um, because even though it's not as much fun as the first season was, because it was so like dark and sad sometimes, uh, it was just so well written that I, you know, I I couldn't help but yeah. love it. Um, so finish that up. Still watching This Is Us, which I think is a really solid show. Melodramatic as fuck sometimes. Like there are times where they do stuff and you're like, okay, I get. There was even an episode where they literally used the phrase "This Is Us." And I was like, oh, man, that was really on the nose, but at the same time kind of beautiful. Um, but what's great about it is, much like with Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Lights would have episodes and moments where you were like, oh, gosh, like, this is eye roly melodramatic. <laughs> uh, but then it would, when it would hit, it would hit really well. Um, and this show is the same way. Like, when they've got big character moments, um, either reveals or just things have sw- swollen to a, a really wonderful emotional level – like it lands really, really well. The show's um, becoming really popular. It's really cool. Uh, they, they, yeah, they're doing a good job. Um, so, highly recommend that. Uh, and then the very last thing is uh, that I finally started watching Westworld, and by finally, I think I mean I watched it along with everybody else, but haven't talked about it <laughs> yet. So, partially what because is it? I don't
0: even know what it is. Well, I will explain it to you. Um, so, I know there's like when, a four minute orgy scene. Oh! Uh, no that's what i read on uh facebook maybe
1: that's coming up um (laughs) so something to look forward to i guess uh the um for for me when i started hearing that people were really liking the show honestly i just got nervous because i was like oh man like every time that everybody gets crazy about an hbo show i end up watching it and and going like this is overrated (laughs) right like i feel that way about game of thrones i feel that way about true detective um in this case, nah, this show is really solid. Is it? Uh yeah, so it's it's produced by Bad Robot. Uh it's the show creator is Jonathan Nolan. Um and basically what they did was they went and took the uh mid to late seventies Westworld movie, um which is written by Michael Crichton, uh and made a TV show out of it. Uh so basically it takes place in a world where and we don't get a whole lot about what the real world is. Do we is. have to
0: forget everything we know about the previous movie? Uh,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, so in in basically, you're you're inside of a think Jurassic world, Jurassic Park style world, mm-hmm. where people go on vacation to this small Western town uh, that is completely inhabited by robots. Um, who believe that they are human beings and are living in the Wild West. Uh, you can have sex with them. You can murder them if you want to. Uh, they can't actually hurt you. Um, but basically, you are allowed to sort of be whoever you want to be in this fantasy, like fantasy world. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, it, it, you could think about it like being on the holodeck in Star Trek, right? Um okay, cool but of course it's a michael crichton story where some rich dude built a park so <laughs> things are going to go wrong um and but the the nice thing here is that it's not just like oh there's some asshole and he turned all the cages off uh in, in this case there's a series of things going wrong and they're all actually in my mind pretty interesting uh cool little ideas um, and so we've got you've got characters who are robots that we're following that we're y- enjoying. You've got characters like Ed Harris's character who plays the Man in Black, who is you know a a very lost style, maybe a villain kind of character who uh, we don't really know why he's there, or what he's doing, but he clearly knows a lot about the the world and he's been there for a while. Um, so you're just following all these different characters as they're exploring the world. One of the one of my favorite storylines is actually uh, the guy who plays um one of the, the 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 main McPoyle from it's always sunny <laughs> um he plays a character who is basically uh experiencing the park for the first time he's a very uh when you get it going to go into the park you either choose to be a white hat or a black hat basically whether or not you want to be a good guy or a bad guy while you're there so it's um, black bad black is bad uh i, I black colored clothes uh, and, and the, or bad, uh, black as a color is totally neutral and fine. It's equal, if not as good as white. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, the, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, so he chooses to be a white hat and like wants to really be a good guy. And we're sort of getting to experience how intoxicating this world of Westworld is through his eyes, which is a really cool story. um, one of the fun things about this, and people keep bringing up Lost, uh, at times in negative ways, uh, which makes me want to jump out a window. But, uh, one of the cool things about this show is that they are, they're burying some of the leads. They're not telling you everything. Um, they're, they're throwing you into the world and letting you learn things as we go. And so as a result, there are some pretty cool little, like, conspiracy theories online about, like, well, you know, I think this is going on. I think that's going on. Um, and that part of it is, is much like Lost, really fun to follow and to think mm. about. Um, but what's really great here is that the characters are really well written. Uh, Anthony Hopkins plays the, uh, Dr. Hammond esque character in Makes this case. Sense. Uh, and he's f- just brilliant. I mean, <laughs> worth watching the show just for his scenes. When he shows up, which, you yeah, know, he's usually got one or two scenes an episode, it's like, it's like flipping on a Switch. Like, he all, you don't want to look at anything else. You're just paying attention to how good this scene is. Um, because honestly, all my favorite moments of the of the show so far have been just him talking to people. Because <laughs> uh, he's so damn good. So, um, yeah, I, I think the show is... I highly recommend it. Don't remember any orgies. There is a lot of nudity. Uh, it's the one reason nice. I can't just tell my parents to watch it is because there's Make a lot of nudity. It. Yeah, but it's there for a really good reason. Because basically when the robots are not in the park when they're in, like, the lab where they're getting repaired or whatever. They're always naked. Um And it, it makes you feel like they are extremely dehumanized, you know. Like, you, you really get that sense of how these robots are being treated Um so that, of course, as they start to realize... As some of them start to realize what they are and things start going wrong, you actually connect with them on a, on a real level. So it's not... I mean, yes, there's sex in the show, but I don't think... I have to think about it. I don't think that there's actually, like a lot of naked sex in the show. Mm. Uh, it's actually one of the things I appreciate about it is that, like, I'm so used to HBO being <laughs> stupid about it, where they're <laughs> just like, how about we just fucking throw semen in people's faces? And you're like, I don't need that! Like, this Ew. is not a show! Like, that's not what I want to watch. Um, right. Great! And so, in the- sorry, Kaylin, I'm glad you're not really paying attention. Um, He's making spaghetti out of play. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, so in this case, like, the nudity is there for a really good reason. Uh, and even the sex is there for a good reason, because there's a lot of people who come to the park just to bang robots. Um, and it just, it tells you a lot about who those people are and it's having a conversation about, you know, in a, in a world where we're allowed to just behave however we want to without any ramifications, how do people choose to behave? Uh, which is a, a really interesting story. Um, oh, look at that. Donald Trump won. Um, <laughs> All I saw was winter, so I guess the news is telling me something. South Dakota. Right. Uh, So I think that's everything. I'm sure I'm missing something. I've I've watched plenty of stuff, but um, yeah. Finished playing through Bioshock Infinite at some point in the last couple weeks. That was good. And then I just started playing Hitman, the new Hitman game.
0: Yeah, I'm playing too many games right now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm playing uh, uh, Paper Mario Color Splash, Arkham Asylum. (laughs) The the collection, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I'm playing NHL 2017 and I'm also playing the new Tomb Raider. Oh man, yeah. that's pretty
1: awesome. Yeah, it's okay. I I really like Tomb Raider. I want that game to be better, but it, you know, it's still fun.
0: I'm having fun playing it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um you still get to shoot dudes in the face with arrows. Yeah, so that's, pretty that's awesome. really all I I keep about. on
0: upgrading the arrow. Oh yeah. No, I upgrade
1: the, like, everything about the bow first and then yeah, like, everything else, whatever. I don't give a shit about guns. Yeah. But those are only for when I don't have enough arrows. <laughs>
0: Every time I shoot someone in the head and they're with somebody else, it just reminds me of Metal Gear Solid, because you'll hit the guy and be like, huh? huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what was that? Yeah. No, that's pretty great. Cool. Yep. Uh, what do you want to do next? You want to do Blu-rays? Yeah, let's do it. Cool.
2: DVD releases the Blu-rays
1: uh i for sure thought i was in the twilight zone when i pulled this up because it was just like nothing but hum- hunger games movies and i was like <laughs> wait what? why, why? Oh, it's all the 4k releases yeah. i was like these have these have been out for a while but anyway uh all four hunger games movies are out on 4k this week so if you want to check that out uh sausage party is out this week um so i'll finally get around to watching that i think <laughs> i guess i don't know um I'll probably see it before we do the. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's funny. Uh, you, know. you don't have to, like, rush out and see it. Is, is, uh, Civil Union funnier? What is it called? Central Intelligence? Is Central Intelligence funnier? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll see Central Intelligence. Uh, Daredevil season. No, yeah. the uh, first season of Daredevil is getting a Blu ray release this week, which. I don't know if that's a re-release or if they just waited this long. No, waited think they that went, long? Yeah. Which I mean, you know, makes sense for Netflix, right? They have they actually have no interest yeah, in. Yeah, it's
0: probably uh, my guess is that they probably have a deal with Marvel Studios where they they have to wait like a year or something.
1: Well, and I mean, there are people like me out there who will probably go ahead and buy this just because I really like that show and would yeah. like to have it on a you know a non digital yeah. platform. Yeah, I think it's
0: pretty cheap. I think it's like twenty five bucks or something. Oh yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah. And if it, if it's got like some special features or anything like that, it may not, but. And you'll get a true 1080 picture Right, exactly <laughs> uh, The Rush Hour Trilogy is getting a re-release uh, With a pretty cool box art thing on it um, And when I say trilogy I really mean there's two movies And then there's that other one that we don't talk about <laughs> uh, But those first two are real good They are uh, Black Sails Season 3 is out this week uh, Which is a fantastic show uh, I need to finish Season 3 It was it was really good and then I sort of fell off um, I know you're supposed I, to bring that to me I oh yeah yeah I'll bring you the first season I only own the first season and then I watched I had Showtime like I had a free trial of Showtime for a while so that's how I saw season two um, but it's a cool show I was I was unfortunately I was buying it at, at Tradesmart used every time a season would come out yeah. uh, which is no longer a thing in my life uh, the, the Goodbye Girl uh, starring Richard Douglas is getting a re-release So you can check that out if you're a fan. Uh, Red Dwarf Series 11 uh, is on Blu-ray this week. So all the British science fiction fans can rejoice or whatever. I never cared much for that show. Never watched it. Yeah. Um, Lone Wolf and Cub, uh, which is a Criterion edition of an old um, uh, Japanese film uh, that is, I believe, somewhat made famous because it's in the Kill Bill movies, Um, you know. Um, I think it's in Kill Bill 2. See Criterion,
0: they're 50% off again at Barnes & Noble. Oh, son of a bitch. So I, I, I already go. got some that I've never heard of before because they just looked cool. Yeah. Um, but they do have the Guillermo del Toro Ooh. trilogy for 100 so half off would be $50. Oh. Is a pretty good steal.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Man. Uh, there's a 40th anniversary of Taxi Driver, um, which I will say is a Martin Scorsese movie I like. Yeah. Uh, haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I think um, it's all right. But, like, you know, I've talked many times about how much I actually don't like Scorsese, not because mm-hmm. he's not talented, but just because he tells stories that I don't care about. Taxi Driver is not that. Um, yeah. I actually like... It's kind of like Collateral. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, it, It's a that is a character I actually kind of enjoy, um, twisted as he may be. Uh, speaking of uh, twisted garbage, uh, what, it's, I don't know, segue, Kickboxer Vengeance is out this uh, week. That was awful. So you can all experience what will undoubtedly be the worst film of this year.
0: I keep on going back and forth between that and uh,
1: Independence Day. So. No. Dog, <laughs> I am not even entertaining that conversation. <laughs> Kickboxer Vengeance is the worst piece of shit we have reviewed on this show for this year. 100%. Like, that movie... I wanted so badly to turn it off in the first six minutes. I can't say that about Independence Day. I mean I also think Independence Day was fun and dumb as shit. Um here, here we go. Independence Day has Micah Monroe. This movie has no one anyone gives a shit about.
0: Okay. I'll I'll give that edge to it then. All
1: right, cool. Thank you. I I, I won a small victory today. Uh t- t- uh turns uh Washington Spies uh the mean to season. watch that. I've never watched it. Me too. My parents say it's really cool. And like they sat down and started talking to me about like what the show was. I thought it was like some weird um like I don't know. It looked not that good. Mm-hmm. And then I sat and talked to them and they started talking about this stuff and like They're like, they didn't say Culper ring because they, I don't think they actually say that in a show, Mm -hmm. but they're talking about all this stuff that really happened. And I was like, oh shit, they're really doing this. Like, (laughs) and it was a thing that I always thought, like, oh yeah, people should make a show out of the culprit ring. And then, and when I saw like the ads for it, I was like, this isn't what I want. Like, this doesn't seem right. But it sounds like that show is really cool. I know it's based on the book called Turn. Yeah. So it's a real historical book. So we'll see. Uh, yeah so i got i gotta check that out for sure um Arrow is releasing a movie. i haven't i don't feel like i 've talked about an arrow movie in a while uh the initiation ooh uh the night new blood is pledged uh they pledge themselves to be young, stay young, and die young shit uh, it 's basically there's a there's a guy holding a sword or a knife like a dagger with i what looks like bile i think it 's supposed to be blood but it 's the wrong color dripping from it. Uh of course I'm colorblind, so fuck me, right? Um and then there's like a, a pretty busty lady holding a candle behind it uh with a with a g you know glowy, glowy, dark uh look on her face. Um so I think she's gonna get initiated to live young forever. She's gonna get initiated in the initiation. Yeah. Uh but fuck all that, because Bubba Hotep is out on Blu-ray this week. Hey, I got that today in the mail. Oh man. Oh, I need to go watch Bubba Hotep again. <laughs> Uh, anybody who doesn't know about Bob Hotep, uh, this is a shout factory release or a screen factory release. Um, that's a movie where Bruce Campbell plays maybe Elvis and his, be- his best friend is, is black JFK <laughs> and they live in an old folks home where a crazy mummy is sucking people's souls out of their assholes. Um, and that movie is, is really fantastic. um, he talks a lot about the like warts on his dick in that movie that's the only part the only part that I don't like that much is like the beginning where he's just talking about how how much it sucks to be old and how disgusting his body is now and you're like uh, uh but that movie is is great um, It's really a shame that they never made a sequel so anyway the <laughs> That is Blu-rays. Uh, next, we'll do news, right? Yeah, cool.
2: It's real news. <laughs> We're
0: waiting for something.
1: Oh, oh, I was, yeah, I was waiting. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, hold on. Uh, so, not much has happened in the last two weeks, but there's a couple things here. Um, we got like the first little sneak peeks of the Beauty and the Beast movie. Yeah. Uh, which I think looks cool. Uh, yeah, I read a
0: whole article about it. Yeah. They're uh, basically just making the animated movie. Right. But they're adding. There's some new
1: songs, right? Yeah, adding yeah. new
0: songs, which is fine. I mean, you don't. I think if you have that platform, the animated movie is already so beloved. Right. That if you add depth to it, then I think you're, you should win.
1: Right. It, it's just like what they did with Jungle Book, right? Where it's yeah. like, you know, Jungle Book is a great animated movie. But then you're gonna go tell you sorta of your own story. Because they're also like changing some of Belle's backstory and mm. stuff like that, which I think sounds cool. Yeah. Um because yeah, when I look back I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean, Beauty and the Beast is a movie that I love, but I also like am smart enough to look at it and go like, This movie has terrible messages in it. <laughs> um but at least, it, you know, some of the things they're talking about doing to give some more depth to Belle, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this, th- they're, they're probably going to fix some of those things. Yeah. Uh, don't fix men. Um, so, we also got a trailer for Wonder Woman, um, which is okay.
0: Yeah, you know, I actually, I mean, I don't mind this trailer, but it, the one thing that's always bothering me about it is like, oh, we're trying to make it funny. Look at her trying to wear a dress. Don't do
1: that. Yeah. Because it seems so forced. She doesn't seem cool enough. Yeah. Like and the uh, yeah. I don't know. And it, yes, it's an early trailer, and hopefully this is the you know it's it's an Ant Man thing where <laughs> they're they're gonna put out a trailer that looks like a a, a big slip, holding, ho-
0: hoping out holding out hope for DC,
1: huh? I, I this no. I'm holding out hope for Wonder Woman because I think <laughs> Wonder Woman is a cool character, and I think that making a Wonder Woman movie is a good idea. I I am in the camp of like when I hear people say that producers at Warner Brothers don't give a shit about whether or not the movies are actually good, I b- totally believe that because why would they? They make a lot of money making garbage films. Um you know, but but the things that I'm critical about in this trailer, like the composite looks dumb, like it's it's stuff that wasn't present in the last trailer, like yeah. in the, in the TV that, trailer. And I mean
0: when it's uh When it's composites and stuff, they can definitely fix that stuff. Oh, uh, for
1: sure, for sure. Um, And I don't think, you know, like, I don't quite... It feels to me like it's leaning a lot on, yo, dog, look how iconic Wonder Woman is. (laughs) And that's not great character building. Um, It's the same sort of thing that they've done wrong with the last couple movies, but whatever. Uh, It's still just a trailer. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully it'll be great. Uh, Speaking of things that I keep hoping will be great... Uh, There was an interview with Joe Carnahan recently um, that is the most excited I've been for an Uncharted movie in a long time. <laughs> um, anybody who knows, he came on to work on the script. And then I don't know if he's necessarily staying on to direct it, but he at least did a lot of script work on it. Yeah. Um, And everything he said in the interview is exactly what I want to hear about understanding who Nathan Drake is and that he's a rake and a sort of a scoundrel and like... He is a thief, and and keeping to all of that and making a really great adventure movie, like, hell yes. Yeah. Like, it's not – I don't actually believe it's that hard to make Uncharted into a great movie. I think it already is one. Yeah, the bones so, are – the meat's already there. You just got to – You just need to cast it and film it, and you probably need to work the script in a way where you can, you know, get the budget down. Yeah. Like, that's not that big a deal. Uh, Because you can make it look like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't give a shit if it looks like garbage. (laughs) Yeah, Like, just make a fun movie. And make the characters cool. Right. Like, people will forgive any of that as long as it is a fun movie to watch. Um, But it's just cool to to hear somebody who actually gets it talk about that character. Um, So, anyway, um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't know. There's a bunch of other nonsense, but did I miss anything? I can't remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. Every article I see is just either like Westworld. Oh, they're not making Ninja Turtles 3. Yeah. That's not surprising. Yeah. Uh the trailer for Life is really good. Yep. I think that's it. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh this week on Real Nerds podcast we saw Doctor Strange. Yeah. James should people see The Good Doctor?
1: Uh yeah. Um not my f- not my favorite of the Marvel movies. I don't think I I've I've just I have a couple of little gripes about the movie, but nothing seriously wrong with it. Had a lot of fun with it. Everybody I went with really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, for sure. If you like Marvel movies, of course you have to go see this movie. Um, if you're going to see a fun, uh, you know, adventurous uh, action superhero movie, I think it does that really well. Um, and I think it does build that character and set up that character really well for the future. Um, you know, I, my gripes are m- minuscule little things, and I think the third act is awesome. One of the best third acts in a in a superhero movie that I've seen in a while. So
0: yeah, actually, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, I have like very very minor things with right. it, yes. um, but overall, I think for I was sitting there watching a movie that's trippy and oh yeah, and you're just like this is a Marvel it's movie. It's super bold. It is. It's a really bold film, and but they still, again, the most important thing is getting the characters right, right. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch is really great in it. Yes. Um, uh, Tilda Swinton is really great in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Chitwell Ijafor is really great as uh, Mordor. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Here's a trailer for Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor
2: Strange. You think you know how the world works? What if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to.
0: Through the mystic arts we harness energy and shape reality. We travel
2: great distances in an instant. How do I get from here to there? How did you become a doctor? Study and practice. Here's a bit. There's a strength to him. But is he ready? For which paths you travel down, Strange, stronger men than you have lost their way. I am death and pain. You'll die protecting this world. I can't do this. There is no other way. I've spent so many years Hearing through
0: time,
2: looking for you. But uh, what's this? My mantra? It's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages.
1: I can't even remember if the trailer would be any good to anyone, like, in, just out of your form, right? Because it's – I think all of them are so visually uh, Again, you have to forget everything you know. Forget everything you know.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Kellen's down watching Young Little Einsteins.
1: <laughs> oh, I like your T-Rex shirt. Man, I want a shirt like that. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's – so in it, I mean – does everyone know the story of Dr. Strange? No, nobody knows the story. Okay, so he's an the arrogant... The vast majority of people don't know who Dr. Strange he's is. He's an
0: arrogant neurosurgeon. Yeah. I don't know if he was a neurosurgeon. I can't remember. He's like ne-
1: Dr. House, but an asshole and not a yeah. smart.
0: And so he thinks he's great, and he gets in an accident that permanently uh, destroys his hands, mm-hmm. and so he has to learn um, to be helpful to people in another way. And- well,
1: he's, he's terrified of like, losing the thing that defines him and makes him good at what he, at what he does is his hands, yeah. Um, and so he basically spends all of his fortune and all of his time, and really like just runs himself to the corners of the earth, literally, uh, trying to figure out how to cure himself, um, till he stumbles into a temple.
0: Yeah, I mean, his you know he has like a a tr- uh, a tremor now in his hand, so he yeah. can't do neurosurgery because he'll you know kill and people. He, he
1: did that really well. Yeah, like you really, I mean. One of my favorite, my second favorite section of this movie is is actually that early part where where he is hurt and uh, Rachel McAdams is like that that scene when Rachel McAdams comes to his apartment and he pushes his Microsoft oh, Surface yeah. onto the floor like is such a great powerful scene. The, yeah, because she even has it like this is where you say you're sorry. Yeah, and
0: he doesn't. Oh,
1: and he just fucking just destroys her in that moment like it's so good it is uh and uh, honestly that part was so good that i sort of uh, at that point in the movie i was like man you should have started the movie here like Give me twice as much time with him just being miserable and just have characters tell me that he was great once. I don't actually need to see that part. Like, just have him... uh, I just so enjoyed watching him suffer, which sounds terrible, but it was those sequences were so well written. It builds his character, though. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, know,
0: my very small quibble I have with this movie, and I actually thought this movie was a hell of a lot of fun... Yes, I agree. um, ...was I thought his turn was really forced. Yes. You know, where it's like, oh... I guess I got to fight somebody now. Yeah. You know, that was meh. And, and, exactly. That was like, my biggest problem with the movie. Yeah. But, but, you know, I can look past that because the part where he's like knocked into the
1: astral plane for the first time,
0: <laughs> where they have like eyes reaching through his, like his, I mean, his hands reaching through his eyeballs and, his, and
1: shit. His hands turn into hands that turn into yeah. little hands. Yeah. You're like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. yeah it's it's like, so weird. And
0: I'm watching this and, you know, there's a big thing right now. It's like, does it matter who the director of films are? Yes. These, it does for something like that. This Scott movie Derrickson, is Scott
1: Derrickson. Oh yeah. Cause he, there's so many weird things. Um, there's some really good little like jump scare and some of them are even comedic, but like there's yeah. little moments where you're like,
0: Oh yeah, there you are.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, Cause a part like that where he's going through the astral plane in the multiverse Yeah, and it's super trippy and there's so many colors and it, I can't even describe it. He's like being pulled into hell. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fun. And yeah.
1: But then you also have moments where he shoots it on, like, a handy cam. Like, he'll shoot dialogue on a handy cam. Yeah. And, and super close-ups where you can see the camera shaking a little bit. And it's just, like, it, it adds this tension yeah. and this almost paranoia to the conversation because you know, like, the frame itself is shaking around you. Uh, it's just cool. To, I mean, he's really good at what he does. And what's, what's
0: fun, too, is just, like, Ant-Man where, like, the... The comedy is really natural in it. It doesn't yes. feel forced. Right. I mean, the I, I love Wong in it. I think he's great. Yeah. Because uh, he has, like, uh, the – because Strange calls him – because he only goes by Wong, so he keeps on saying Prince, Beyonce. Yeah. And then so the next time you see Wong, he's actually listening to Beyonce on his headphones <gasps> while Doctor yeah. Strange is stealing all these uh, spell
1: books. Yeah. Uh, Which there are, like like – it's funny because between these movies, they they are I I I have to think it's intentionally like calling back to themselves so that there is sort of this cohesive um, visual theme to some of it because that shot is the shot from Guardians of the Galaxy where mm. the guy's on 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 his Walkman and and you know he sneaks up behind yeah. him right like it they're using a lot of the same little moments um, but it it just makes the world feel unified. Um, and they're tiny little things that you don't notice. But yeah, they're cool, but,
0: but it's know? things like that that I think where Marvel succeeds so much is it. You can go into Doctor Strange, cold oh, for, for sure, and watch it and yeah. still enjoy it. Yes, but there's little things like you know the Marvel guys. You see Avengers Tower, um yeah. little things like that that uh, really help, right? Uh, and you know they they tie it all together with uh, you know e- uh, the the Eye of uh,
1: Agamemnon. i got moto yes
0: uh you know it was an infinity stone which i mean i already kind of knew but
1: oh yeah duh
0: but it's really interesting reading he has a thing that controls
1: um, time but it's a time gem like
0: scott derrickson uh helped write the script i read an interview with him Mm -hmm. and he said every marvel movie ends with a city being destroyed so he purposely made an ending where it was being put back together
1: oh cool. so that's
0: what he wanted to do with him manipulating time. That's a cool idea. And we don't even know the full extent of him manipulating time. Right. Because he went back, they say an hour. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure in the later Marvel movies, we'll see where that overlaps. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. You also get some tie in. Cause I guess it's not confirmed yet, but there's, it seems like Carol Danvers, the the person he's looking at the, the x-ray of uh, mm-hmm. when he wrecks his car people are saying that that's actually Carol Danvers, which is why it draws his attention, Uh, which would be really cool. Like if Carol Danvers ends up showing up, if if Dr. Strange is somehow tied into into that story. um, Yeah, because I mean,
0: you go back an hour. I mean, I don't know when Dr. Strange is overlapping with the Avengers, but it happens before because his story, because they mentioned the Avengers
1: in it. Yes. So, But um, But they wouldn't remember it anyway. Yeah. So why does it matter? But, I mean, it, matter- but, but it matters because he, he's fucking with like, yeah, the natural Yeah, he's fucking law. with
0: time. Yeah. So did, I don't know, did a villain learn something by then? Um, oh. You know, I, I don't know. Sure. We'll have to see. Yeah. Um,
1: um, it's certainly a pretty big... Pa- so I have I have sort of two gripes with the movie. One of them is what you said, which is, yeah, it feels... It's got a lot of that like first comic book movie rush to it where... Yeah, they, you get to a point where you're like, okay, guys, he needs to be powerful now, you know? So he doesn't, yes, he, it, he is training a lot, but they have to find like excuses to make it feel like he's, he's really good mm-hmm. and he's learning the stuff quickly, right? Like you don't really feel the time pass. Even though they tell us that it should, you know, it, it's just, it's a pacing issue more than anything. Um, which is hard to hold against the movie because it's trying to do so much. Yeah. Which is also true for my second gripe, which is I don't actually feel a lot of stakes in the movie. Uh, because everybody is so powerful, uh, and because the things that are happening are so crazy, when there's things like them, uh, them running through the mirror, mirror dimension and the city's all all crazy, <laughs> and the sequence is visually great, I never in the movie feel like anyone's in danger because they're all you know it's it's the Harry Potter thing, right? Like they're all pulling magic out of thin air and just making stuff happen, and so they they don't actually have a lot of weakness to them the great thing about doctor strange is that the the character is the weakness his power makes him strong you know um so you the the thing that you actually are invested in is the fact that he's an asshole and needs to not be an asshole anymore um but that's that's like my one gripe and honestly it was it was enough that i was pretty concerned about the movie until we got to that third act and the Everything about, yeah, the the time travel, Mm -hmm. how cool that idea is. Um, And the biggest thing, which they they do a good job of foreshadowing, is that, you know, uh, Mordo at one point says something about, like, no, no, like, we have to fight these people because they're using power in the wrong way. Like, you have to kill people sometimes, right? and. Doctor Strange has this comment about how like oh well it's just cuz you're not creative enough like if you were smart and or if you were smart enough and creative enough you could find solutions to problems that don't involve anyone dying or like you know or you sacrificing a part of your soul to do it and so you kind of when when he says that I was like okay guys this is a tall order are you saying that when we get to the end of this movie you are not going to have a fight scene between the the villain And him, where he has to beat up the villain and probably kill the villain or, like, kick him into the negative zone or something, right? (laughs) Uh, And sure enough, they came up with a really cool, smart, creative way to defeat not even just our villain, but to defeat the real villain, which is Dormammu, the giant space god thing, you know?
0: Which you don't even... I mean, he's mentioned in books and stuff. Yeah. But you realize that he's actually the one pulling the strings where... um, I think that's his name.
1: Uh, Yeah. uh, Hannibal. Hannibal
0: uh, is basically a pawn for him in his dark dimension. And uh, Dormammu is like a really powerful being in the Marvel Universe. Um, And I even think it was cool, you know, when he's reversing time and uh, Hannibal realizes what he's doing and he like turns backwards. Yeah. It's pretty And he's like,
1: it's almost like he's sliced into. It's like like that episode of Hannibal where the lady gets (laughs) sliced into a little piece. But Uh, it's even
0: great. I, you know, when he pulls off, uh, he's like, "Dormammu, I'm here to make a bar." <laughs> oh, it's
1: so good! I say,
0: uh, make a deal with to, you, to bargain with to bargain you, bargain with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And it played, it it played so well in my theater. I, I went and saw it. The Alamo was awesome. And yeah, I, oh, but I went and saw it, and it. Every time he came back, people were laughing. Oh
1: yeah, like Cause that, it, it, like that's really the turn where you genuinely love that character because he's. He's fun. He's being sacrificial, but at the same time, he's um, yeah. He's outsmarting or outwitting this like this big villain. You know, he's breaking the rules yeah. in order to get something done, and it's just really satisfying. Yeah, because uh, it's something different. You oh, know, he, for sure. Yeah. Be,
0: um, and uh, and it's cool how they did uh, Dormammu because in the comics he wears like a purple unitard with yeah. a flame for a head. Yeah. So I mean, that wouldn't work. So. Um, yeah. He's like a blue flame guy.
1: It's actually, I don't think this is confirmed yet, but rumor is that it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. It Cumberatch, is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He does a um, motion capture for it. Yeah. Um, which we know he can do from Smog. From Smog.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I i think the movie's super solid. Like, yeah. It's, I don't know where it fits into it. It is. It, it still ends up being one of the weaker ones for me, um, but it's not like that. That's, a t- not a tall order, right? Like so many of the other movies, I really adore. Um, that I would put this in the same camp as like a Captain America: First Avenger, right? Which is yeah, also st- a movie that has some some issues. Yeah, I still but think it's, it's, it's good, hella good. fun. And- oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just for me. I hold these Marvel movies to a pretty high standard. at this point, they've mm. done such a great job that when there is something, and, and again, I'll go back to all of my criticisms the reason why it's really hard for them to make the stakes like feel like they have some weight is be- it, like is because of the way that the script is like this mm-hmm. character is super powerful and so what they're presented with is a very Superman-esque kind of challenge to be like well how do we make this and you can see them wrestling with it right like mm-hmm. you have him get stabbed and then go to the hospital and try to get saved and then he's dead for a while and then, and he has a ghost fight and all of that is to try and make him feel vulnerable when he can pull you know lightning out of no out of the air right yeah um, and i
0: think as the universe expands that. i think you'll see uh villains or other characters realize how to counteract his power right because i think um i mean they even mention in the first post credit scene uh like asgard i mean asgard right. is technically magical too right so can they kind of keep him in check someone like loki
1: right yeah so uh, uh yeah it, Yes, exactly. When you bring him into the rest of the universe, it it feels a lot more plausible mm-hmm. where it's like, "Oh, okay, well if Captain America's shield can deflect th- 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 magic space lightning bolts or whatever, like, you know, then it gets on a level playing field." Yeah. But in this case, when you're watching like all this crazy stuff where buildings are folding in and all this, you're, you're just like, "Oh, okay. Um at the end of the day, the most powerful person is is still Ant-Man cuz he can go subatomic and then get bigger and blow anyone up like mm-hmm. it's yeah. Um but still <laughs> um i yeah, i think the movie is really fantastic they just had they had a challenge in front of them and you know yeah no i um, agree
0: i think i think very well done yeah so again marvel
1: yeah does it man and then uh, it it is fascinating to me that like uh you know they've got your, your first post-credit sequence which was really fun it was like a really charming uh little moment um and then you get the second one, which is nothing but a "Hey, we're going to make Doctor Strange 2, guys." Well, uh,
0: in the comics, Mordor is his one of his sworn enemies. Oh, for
1: sure, yeah. Well, and and even the the I was looking up because uh, I don't know this, but the, uh, the the Hannibal character is actually a minion of Mordo mm-hmm. in in the in the books, um, which I just thought was really interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I think the, like that that means that they actually spent this movie setting up a what could be a pretty cool villain for a yeah. sequel. Um, Cause I don't know. Do, is there, is there a way that they use that villain in a different,
0: well, I mean, I guess if he's taking magic away from people yeah, that, I mean, you could use him
1: a yeah. certain way. I don't know. Does he like, could he be a, could he be a minion of Thanos and show up in an infinity war?
0: Makes sense. I guess.
1: Cause, Cause, cause he maybe could, he could Thanos would it.
0: use him to steal the, I uh, have Agamotto or something. Oh, there you go. You know, because he knows his way in there and stuff. So. Yeah, there
1: you go. So maybe he just pops up there, survives those movies, and then you make him into a into a uh, Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, because they're not going to make that anytime. They're not going to make that before oh, and, the Infinity uh, War movies. So. so, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Uh, next week we're seeing Arrival. Yeah, this should be interesting.
1: I've actually got tickets tomorrow night. Nice, if I can make it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. It looks interesting. Yeah. From, from one of my favorite directors of the recent years. Yeah. He's really good. So yeah. Cool. All right. See you soon. Yeah. This is, this is the shortest episode we've ever done. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Weird. Cool. Have a good night. Yep. Bye. Bye.
0: Real nerds is a nebulous visions, multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to The Real Nerds Podcast.